Welcome to episode 46 of I Dream of Cameras, the podcast about cameras and camera collecting, brought to you by the gang at the Sunny 16 Podcast. My name is Jeff Greenstein. And my name is Gabe Sachs. Welcome, welcome uh, to episode 46. It's a big number. You know, Gabe, we haven't talked in a while. You uh, have not been audible. Yeah, I had a little strep throat thing happening, and as you can hear, it's a little lingering, but uh, I'm good. I'm past it and on and on, but... You know, as you're recovering, you start thinking next episode's 46, and what yeah, happened what 46 years ago? What I, you know, it's funny how this keeps coming up. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I don't know why. Do you happen to know? Well, do you happen to know? What I happened don't. 46 I, years ago. Look off the top of my head. All I can, if I think back to 1976, not that I was alive, but if I was alive <laughs> in 1976, I would think that there were a few things that came out. One wow. of them was the Leica R3, ladies and gentlemen, the R3. Uh, okay. The Leica R series, as you know, I am not terrifically familiar with. I know. That is their third or fourth generation of SLR. Here's what like it that? was. Here's what it was. It was yeah, a successor to the Leica Flex SL2. Okay. Okay. And this is the one they did with Minolta. And together with the XE bodies, it was a 35 millimeter yes. SLR. And it was produced for Leica and Minolta only. And there you go. Interesting. Have you ever owned an R3? I have never owned an R3 for only one reason, because the word on the street, and that must be the streets of Wessler, (laughs) um, that the R3 had a bunch of mechanical issues. And I know people who are perfectly happy with them, but a lot of people said there were some problems electronically with it, so I did not get it. I believe I saw an R3 on my last visit to KEH in Atlanta, oh, wow. and they had it in that olive green livery. Well, that's a, everyone wants that safari one. Yeah, that's yeah, a really, and the whole that. outfit is really cool. It's like getting a GI yeah. Joe with all the things in it. Yeah, I like that sort of thing. Do you have any green cameras? I do not have any green cameras. I used to have the Vera, you know, the oh, very yeah. strange looking oh, yeah. East German camera. I had that in green. Oh my goodness. I like colorful cameras, as yeah. you know, because we oh, talked I, about I love those. my Canon Demis last time. Now, wait a minute. This, this, the spaceship camera, all, there's so many things that happened, okay? Yes. I call it the spaceship camera. I don't know why, but this is the Minolta 110 Zoom. Oh, I love that camera. <laughs> Never owned one. 76. Never owned one. That's a good-looking thing, 76. Sort of little, what else? little spaceship. I'm glad you asked what else. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, in 1976, specifically in April 1976, Canon unveiled the new Model X. Do you know what the new Model X was? Was it the AE-1? Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Greenstein. What? How about that? How about that AE-1? The development concept of AE-1 was that anyone could take pictures with high cost performance. Wow, fascinating. <laughs> well, I love the AE-1, which I decided to unload during our last episode. <laughs> yes, 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 you did. That was it. The other thing, my last yes. thing I have to tell you is popular photography, one of the, co- you know, I always go through the covers of the year. And uh, popular photography in June 76. Yes. Polaroids Pronto. Oh. A camera for color creativity, question mark? <laughs> Learn to what see was their light. conclusion? Was it for creativity or was it for something <laughs> uh, else? You have to get that issue to find out. Yeah, okay. Um, learn to see light with a $2 yeah. cube and one photo flood. 
Okay. Hmm. <laughs> That's very interesting. Fantastic. This is one of the funniest ones. Do you know the SL2000, that sort of box camera? Uh, is that a Roloflex? I think it was. I have it wrong, but it's on the cover. It says, the question is like you, is this the shape of the future for 35 millimeter <laughs> SLRs? <laughs> yeah. It seems yeah. like I think it is. Upset. Yeah. I believe that that is a Roloflex 35 millimeter that looks like a two and a quarter camera. And people who have them in working order say they are excellent, but very few are in working order. That's yeah. my understanding. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of that. Anyway, that's what happened 46 Big years year. ago. There you Big go. Big year, very nice. Thank yeah. you for that recap. So listen, gang, this is the second part of our two-part return of Marie Naikondo. <laughs> this is Battle for the Planet of Marie Naikondo, right? Wouldn't that be the next one in the series? Yes, I think it would. Yeah. So in the back half of today's show, we are going to continue my rundown of <laughs> the cameras that I am thinking about unloading. And Gabe, taking on the role of Marie Naikondo, will help me ascertain if I can actually stand to part with these things. Exactly. I want to say that last episode was a triumph. What? And do you know why? No, well, I do not know why. Why? A gentleman from Northern California reached out to me not mm. long after that episode aired and offered to buy one of the items from that me. That is fantastic. That is he fantastic. Yes. He purchased the Leica M mount 40 yes. millimeter F1.4 Nocton Classic along with its matching lens shade. I sent it to him and he is very happy. That's fantastic. How about that? That's the best. That has never happened to me. That is, that is that a amazing? great sale. I'm very proud of you. That's fantastic. I'm you very unloaded happy. something. I, you actually got I rid of something. I unloaded something. something. Yeah. yeah, I actually yep. did, and I have no regrets. So the, we're going to wind up today's discussion with how in the world we unload this stuff. Yes. Okay? But first, well, we have some other things. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the news of the week, because like I said, you and I... Have not really spoken. No, we have not. What is going on in Gabe world? What is happening? Well, tell me a story. I was basically sick. I've got a story that's not such a fun story, but I will tell you oh. the story about our mutual friend that you have recently learned about. Oh, yes. This is, guys, parental <laughs> guidance is suggested. Parental this guidance. story is is violent. Yes. And it's, it's very it will, yes, it's depressing. a really rough story. Okay, here so we go. So our dear, dear friend, Fred Corey... Is fine, first of all. Just, yes, so, he's just fine. Get, just to get that out of there. Fred and I met up and I was returning his cue that he lent me for Fashion Week. I mean, I the like a cue. You like a cue, so. yes. Yes, the like a cue and just, you know, very fun, great camera. And when I returned it, I got him this sort of retro 70s camera bag and I got him some batteries and a charger. Nice. And it was just, you know, it was very fun. He loved it. So we hung out for a bit and he took it and he put it in his trunk and drove home and yes. then didn't remember it was in the trunk mm. and then returned the car because it was a loaner car from the car dealer. Oh dear. I... And that was the end of the camera. He returned it and now we are searching for it and we are trying to figure out. They're, they're taking care of it at the dealership they're trying to find yes. and get to the bottom of it fred's trying to get to the bottom of it i'm trying to get to the bottom of it i've gone on ebay nonstop. 
Oh, we're dear. Trying How to much see. time elapsed between when he returned the car and when he realized that this had happened? The very next day, if the very next day was two weeks later. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, that's a bad story. <laughs> yeah. So that's a bad story. So we're all oh. pulling for him. We are all yes, we're all pulling working for him. for him. If anyone offers you a great deal on a queue, and it has a retro seventies bag and three batteries, let us know. Ugh. Does is there any world in which insurance, somebody's insurance, he's going to hear from this? them tomorrow? So I okay. will keep everyone up to date on that. He is trying for that, but you really have to get a police report, and there's a lot to it. So we'll see. Mm. yeah god i hate that well yeah. i'm sorry yes. fred we're pulling for you yes fred you know what i'm pulling pull for, for a christmas miracle there you go there that's you what go. we want there you go a christmas miracle santa bring fred his cue back I that's think what that's we want a great idea we also went to um you and i went to the leica store oh we did yeah talk oh, about that that was outing. really fun yes we so, we previewed this in the last episode but it didn't actually occurred yeah we so we went to the get together where the film is not dead event that they had where ilford sponsored them and the darkroom sponsored them and they gave out a roll of film to everyone we went and shot it and then the darkroom they they developed them they actually made prints so yes everyone got to look at prints we met a bunch of different photographers it was so much fun Rafael Hernandez was there. Yes. With his unbelievably adorable dog. Um, yes. It was a great time. We met a lot of great photographers and we had a lot of fun. Yeah. And I learned something interesting apropos of our conversation today. The Leica store, now, I don't know if this is true at every single Leica store, okay? But the Leica store in Los Angeles will take your Leica as a trade in on a new machine. So I spoke to them. They had a rather ratty-looking Leica M3 mm -hmm. on display there. And they said it was actually not for sale, that it was just for display. And I said, well, do you ever buy them? And they said, we absolutely take them in trade if they are exemplary. Right. Which mine is. Yeah. How about the your thing lens? Is though, the uh, lens. And the lens. I know. So I'm going to give this some thought. I yeah. mean, this is. we'll talk about this at the end. But I was surprised and delighted to learn that even though this is something that the Leica store does not really seem to advertise, no. I was assured by one of the salespeople there that they actually do do it. That's great. Very interesting. But yes, it was a wonderful outing, met lots of photographers. It was really neat to be out and about. There was a really good gallery show. I looked at the apparel. Gabe <laughs> drooled over the bags. Oh my gosh. It was a very nice night out. Oh, yes. And now that we have lifted people's spirits, yes. <laughs> shall we move on to a prodigious <laughs> mailbag? Hmm. Now, <laughs> I mentioned last time that the mailbag was a little thin. Well, no more. No. <laughs> we have a bulging mailbag. And as a result, we are going to revert to our heavily abridged mailbag <laughs> strategy. Okay. Again, we very much appreciate whenever y'all write in. This is not out of a lack of appreciation, but we have to move clippity-clop, clippity-clop <laughs> through the mailbag. So I'm going to start with a new correspondent, Stephen Shabel, writes. Now, his <laughs> subject line is, I dream of cookies. He <laughs> describes his acquisition of an Olympus Pen D3. Do you know this camera? I don't know this camera. Are you familiar with the Olympus Pen D series? Yes. 
Okay, so you know that these are their onboard meter cameras, but they're not automatic, okay? So they have an uncoupled meter. The best of all of the D-series is the D3, which is comparatively rare and has a very nice fast lens. Well, he bought one and he loves it. He sent a picture that he took with it. I think it must be, this looks like it was taken with a... Um, what do you call it when you shoot through the back of the film? Red scale. Mm -hmm. Really nice stuff. He says, as the endorphins faded, I contemplated the limitations of my Lilliputian lumen larcenist. Pretty good, man. <laughs> That's pretty good. But he went for it, and he also, on the same trip, he stopped by another camera store and left with a Robot 2 oh, half I know that square one. frame clockwork camera. So look what he did. He got a half a cookie, and then he got, what would you call a square frame, man? I what is that, two-thirds of a cookie? I would call that a cinnamon bun. That's what ah! I would call it. I Fantastic. think he got a cinnamon and a half a cookie, which makes yes. just deliciousness. So, Stephen, thank you for writing in, and enjoy that machine. Thanks for the picture you sent. Keep them coming. Very exciting. Next up, Tom Northenskold. I want to thank Tom because Tom did an episode of Sunny 16 Presents, where he recorded himself when he was out and about shooting, and he name-checked us a few times. Oh, Did you happen nice. to listen to this episode? No, that's awesome. He said some listen. very kind things about us, and he said that it was actually our encouragement that got him to record that episode, oh, which made great. me feel really good. So, Tom, thanks good for the shout-out. Tom. Here is what he said. He said, Gabe and Jeff, I have experience with two of the cameras on the chopping block in episode 45, the Nikon F and the Konica TC. What he says is, if he hadn't been gifted a Nikon F by his dad, he would not own one. Wow. Oh, he finds focusing difficult, dim viewfinder. On to the Konica TC. He says they're cheap for a reason. They don't work. <laughs> and the leatherette peels like mad. He says Tessa can find a cheap camera with a working meter in a system that has an upgrade path for cameras and lenses. I have to tell you, I kind of yes. liked the look of the Konica TC. This sort of squarish, if I remember. It's great looking. Yeah, yeah. it's like kind of a cool thing. And, and I like where the Konica logo is. And... I know, and it's OM sized. Right. Don't forget that. Right. It is a compact camera. If you can get past the fact <laughs> that work. the meter doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, the shutter and aperture work just fine. And, you know, Tom, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to quibble with something you're saying. You're talking about an upgrade path for cameras and lenses. Well, right. look, one of the advantages is that Konica Hexanon lenses are so good and so inexpensive. You can get Konica's 40 millimeter lens, and you know how I love the 40s, <laughs> for 25 bucks. And it is a nice, nice lens. So I hear you. Look, these are two cameras I'm talking about getting rid of, right. but I wouldn't sleep on that Konica. I think it's interesting, and I think it's a good student camera. On we go. Michal Butkiewicz. <laughs> okay. He's from Poland. Yes. Michal Butkiewicz. I'm not getting the last syllable right, okay? But I tried. Anyway, Those are my people, says, so I'm very, very happy to hear from someone from Poland. Michal Butkiewicz. Wisz. W-I-C-Z. How I would you it. pronounce that? The way you're pronouncing it. Okay. All right. <laughs> he says, I know this opening is a little unorthodox. I'm going to start with an issue that's more interesting to Mr. Sachs, I presume. What? 
He is talking about a camera bag that he loves, the Peak Design Everyday Sling 6IV2. Gabe, <laughs> thoughts? He says it holds up to three cameras. He's got detachable strings that let him carry a regular-sized tripod. Or, oh, The sling is customizable. Have you used this Peak Design Sling bag? Oh, Jeff, I have that bag. Of course you have that <laughs> I mean, bag. please, seriously. Yes, I like that bag. They're yeah. the best bag that they make, in my opinion, is the smallest sling bag, which I showed you at the Leica store. It's beautiful. It's very simple. Wow. Yes, and very attractive. two cameras. Yeah, beautiful bag, yeah. Nice review and a nice shout out for that bag. And I do have to read the last sentence of this email. He says, and to you, dear Jeff, I just want to say, I love when you do the accents. Please don't feel harassed by haters to stop. Love it. How about that? Love it. Michal, I hope I pronounced your name right because we love you and thank you for writing. Yes. Next up, Stephen Milheim. Subject line, so many half cookies. Listen, I just want to say, I just got to step to the side. <laughs> You have coined a phrase <laughs> that has been adopted by the entire global photographic community. I How couldn't does that be feel? happier. I couldn't be happier about the half cookie world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So listen, after I trashed his new acquisition, the Univex Mercury 2, he said, though not the handiest camera to shoot, the Mercury 2 produced some surprisingly delightful half frame images, which he attached. He's right. I had no idea. These are really beautiful, particularly there's a couple of shots of a horse in here and the out-of-focus background, really beautiful, great color rendition. Right. That, I believe, is a Wallensack lens on that thing. I only know them as the people who made the tape recorders uh, in the AV club in third grade. <laughs> of course. That is a nice thing. He said this, though. Here was his question. What do you do with all of your photographs? Do you put prints in a shoebox? Do you make a scrapbook? Do you file them in a digital filing system? Do you give prints away? This is Stephen Milheim's question. What do you do with your photographs, Gabe? Well, I'll tell you. You know, what I do is I it's I do a digital file. So I'm really just, you know, putting them away on the computer. And especially for a shoot I do, I'll list the name and usually the camera that I'm using and but I really, really am pushing myself to shoot more and more film. That's sort yeah. of what I'm doing now. So I'm trying to also print them because when I print them, I go, oh, yeah. And then when I see other people's prints, I get very excited. I mean, like when we were at the Leica store and saw the gallery and you oh, see. Oh, I know. Just, it's like. Yeah. And then, and then, Jeff, you have to talk about this. The kindest uh, person at the Leica store showed us those prints that were made from oh, a yeah. digital camera and they were beautiful. It was astonishing. Yeah. Yeah. He, yes. This gentleman showed us some prints from the, uh, I believe it was the, one of the monochromes, the right. M240 or something like that. And I could tell that a couple of them were digital. Mm -hmm. Okay. But there were a couple of prints there that were really, really gorgeous. And these were like high end inkjet prints, I believe. Yep. Really, really attractive. So, I mean, I'm always saying print your stuff out. But what I do is, now that I'm doing so much of my own processing, I have a negative file and everything is meticulously labeled. Of course. And I have, you know, photos for the Mac, which is all I use. I have every roll meticulously labeled with the name of the camera, the name of the film, and now what I scanned it with 
whether I use the Epson flatbed or the Camerodactyl mongoose. And in my notation on the negative page, I also note what developer I used, what the temperature was, and the time of processing. How about that? You're so annoying. That is absolutely is. so annoying. I know. It's very annoying. I'm so that's jealous, I'm but I'm days. annoyed at the same time. Anyway, yeah. that's the long answer to your short question. On we go. Alan Perez says, his question was, he said, I put a f- roll of film in my Olympus Stylus Zoom a few weeks ago when I walked the dog. It took on a new value proposition when the weather turned cold. I could take it out, open it, and take a shot one-handed. Are there other cameras I could do that with? One-handed cameras, man. Okay, so that's a what great is the, idea. What's the camera he had again? He has an Olympus Stylus Zoom. Okay, so it's an autofocus point and shoot. Yes. With onboard flash, and he can work it with one hand. Now, I think about this a lot because I use a lot of cameras while cycling. What's well, your favorite look, one-handed the, camera? The, the truth is, it's one-handed, but you still have to finagle with it. With the um, I you look the Yashica T4, you can sort of do that, but but I like the idea of just being able to just one finger do something and you're all set because even the Konica Hexar AF you can't do that. You can't. No. No, because there's the because there's a focus point, right? right. In the viewfinder. And, yeah. yeah. No, it would have to be fairly basic. I mean, yeah. unless you're doing that scale focusing thing, you know, hyper hyperfocal like distance which I, well, I cannot <laughs> do. I mean, I the Olympus XA4. That's what I do. I set it on the you know, hyperfocal setting, which is 10 feet to infinity. And I just ride along with the wrist strap looped over my wrist and I just shoot and wind with the thumb wheel. The Olympus Pen EE3 though, would be my reigning supreme shoot with one hand camera. I've often mentioned on this podcast that when I'm on set, I have that camera loaded with 400 speed film and I just pull it out and shoot from the hip sometimes without even thinking about exposure because the shutter will lock if there's not enough light. And most of the time it doesn't. So that's my one-hander. That's cool. It's a good idea. That's I like cool. good yeah. topic. Yep. On we go. Michael Kaplan, our old friend Michael Kaplan of the late lamented Ephemeral Machine podcast, wrote to give me permission to unload the <laughs> Bell and Howell Canon dial. There you go. It's very nice of him. There you go. So thank you, Michael. He said, pass it along. <laughs> he, said from, he said, from one Jewish kid to another, no guilt attached. This you can deal with next Yom Kippur. There you go. Ah, <laughs> love it. Thank you for that, Michael. On we go. Bill, VT Photography on Instagram, said, greetings, Jeff and Gabe. The subject line is, a profession of love, Nikon FM and Konica C35. Basically, the gist of this is he loves both these cameras. He recently acquired a Nikon FM at a combo at a garage sale. Oh. Nikon FM with the 55 micro Nikkor, 50 bucks. No. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. And he loves his Konica C35, which I do too. So yep. there's a guy checking in to say he too likes those cameras. Next we go. Eric Tomzak, same last name as Mike Tomzak, former Bears quarterback. I assume you're related. <laughs> He sent us a long email, which we very much appreciate. I am going to definitely skip the praise part, though there was some praise included. Guys, on the subject of praise, if you want to praise us, put it on iTunes, baby. We need that, guys. Give us a five-star review. Really, really important. Ladies and gentlemen, please, please praise us on iTunes or Apple, whatever you do. 
So here's what he says. After talking about how he loves it, he said that uh, he was listening to episode 44 on the way to buy a Yashica Electro 35cc. Nice. How about that? Nice. Okay. His pitch, he would love to hear a lens episode. How about that? That's he a good said, one. when you go out, do you take several lenses with one oh, camera no. or do you take one lens per camera? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll cover that when we do the episode. Yeah. I think you can it's guess what be my answer deep. is. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be very different. He also said he loved hearing about your adventures at Fashion Week. Okay. He was talking about how Canon EOS often gets dismissed because they are dad cameras. <laughs> right. He really put in a hard pitch for the Elon 7. The Canon Elon 7, yep. which I believe is a Trevely favorite as yep. well. Yep. He also pointed out that you can set that camera to leave the leader out of the canister when it rewinds the roll, which is pretty cool. And he said on focusing screens, his favorite is just pure microprisms, oh, which nice. he says Spotmatic and K1000. Nice. Finally, he said, are either of us doing Emulsive Secret Santa? We're Jews! <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I have never done that. Tell I, me if that's a good I idea. I did it a couple of years. Okay. All right. Eric from Durango, Colorado. Thank you for writing. Next, our friend, Marius Grasby. Hmm. Okay, I don't know if I pronounced his name right, okay? But he wrote on the subject of list of regrets, and he sent a list of cameras that he had unloaded oh. that he regrets selling. I'm going to run them down. Yep. Are you ready? Yep. A beautiful, this is going to kill you, man. Roloflex 2.8F. Oh, okay. A Leica M4. What? This is like you. Three, What's going on here? Yeah. Three Leica M6s. No. That a is mint, insane. Yeah, I know. A mint Leica R4 with the Sumicron 50, the 35, and the Sumalux 80. Get this. He bought the whole set for 150 bucks. I <gasps> can't take it. A Leica 3G. This can't be right. He said a mint special edition olive Nikon FM3A can't be right. Can't be right. A oh. dual range Sumicron 50 millimeter that fitted his M3 like an Armani suit. Oof. Do you think he's kidding? No. I hope not. I'm so wow. frustrated. That's shocking. I want to know about that Nikon FM3A olive. I've never heard of any such thing. That's no. shocking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then he said, now let's hear your list. He also said, shocked to hear you are selling your M3 and those lenses. He said, though, he cannot, he, he was interested in the dual range 50, but he said, I can't pay you with anything else but my art. Let me make your portrait. So <laughs> I don't good. need a portrait of myself. Yes, you do. You need to really hang it in lovely. your house. What is wrong with you? Oh, of anyway, you Marius, that's a great list. And we will definitely talk more about regrets <laughs> oh man all right on we go we have two emails from our favorite clevelander <laughs> i don't know if i can do it it's a little late at night martin mcpherson oh that was very nice and soothing well done okay he sent us two emails one was called collector versus shooter he definitely enjoyed the return of marie nikondo he said he wished he could pick up my Nikonos 3, which is from Gabe, actually. He's sad to hear that Demi's make mediocre photos. He <laughs> <laughs> but he's especially excited to hear how we choose to divest ourselves. He's also a fan of the Metalist 2. His second email said, another question. 
What camera do you regret selling? Okay, we've talked about this. He said he regrets selling the Contax G1. Interesting. Do you like that camera? You know what? I sold an entire set of the G2 for so little money, I can't even discuss it. Oh. I yeah. did. I did it, it was the same thing with the Contax 2. I have no regrets of selling the Contax 2 as uh, well, yeah. I thought I would, but I do not. Okay. He also regretted selling the OM-1, even though his main shooter is an OM-4T. You picked the wrong horse, Martin. <laughs> the OM-1 is the best. He did say... I did recently rebuy it. It made oh, so he rebought the OM1. How about that? Anyway, thanks for writing, Martin. Okay, on we go. <laughs> uh, Dave Roberts from he wants me to do this accent, Australia. Hey, that was not bad. Nice. Wait a second, that was not bad. I'm not going to do it twice. That sounded that almost it. authentic. He said. Guys, love the show. Don't know about downsizing. Jeff, you're a bad influence. Get this. All this Minox talk has resulted in him acquiring a Minox B, a Minox EC, a Minolta MGS, a Minolta 16-2, and all the assorted 3D printed Patterson reels, film slitters, extra film cartridges, added to his growing collection of half a cookie Olympuses, of which the pen EED is his favorite. How about that? He has all those minoxime. How about that? He had a question for me, though. What is my recommended film emulsion to use in these cameras? Oh, this is good. Are you okay, ready? Yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear what this is about. You ready? Mm -hmm. Now, in the minoxes, you don't have a lot of choices. But I would say if you're slitting your own stuff and you're going to scan it, mm -hmm. Ilford XP2 Super. Oh, you know That's what? We just pitch. talked about this. Yeah, I'm interested in... Talk about that a little more. I don't know if we've ever spoken about this on the show. But no, no, no. For many, many years, my preferred black and white stock, when I was not doing my own processing, when I was taking my film to a one-hour lab to be processed and scanned, was without question XP2 Super, which, as you know, is chromogenic black and white film. In other words, it produces a black and white image, but you process it in color chemicals. Now, the little-known fact about XP2 you will get a much better scan from XP2 than you ever will from Tri-X or HP5. So Fight me on this. Yeah, that's really interesting. It is because of the dyes versus the grain. I don't know. But I am telling you, if I was going to shoot half-frame cameras and Minox cameras, for that matter, go with XP2. Stick with color processing because when you scan those things you will get much better scans that's my pitch how about that that's amazing finally <laughs> our final email comes from brian mcdonald <laughs> he simply wrote back to say you are right about the Olympus Pen F, I was seduced by the lingerie effect of the Gothic F. It is only a distraction from the perfect body beneath. The FT has no such distractions, and it has a light meter. I have been schooled. Oh, my goodness. Then he said, Gabe, what about that bag episode? And don't forget straps. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Those are two we separate really episodes, but I think we're going to do yes. that. Yes. Well, you're going to have to drive that because I will never be pitching <laughs> <laughs> to do an episode about bags so and straps. Funny. But, and with that, with that email from our friend Brian, yes, we will close our prodigious. 
mailbag. <laughs> As always, gang, we love hearing from you. Please write to us, especially if you're a woman, because way too many of these males are male. Right. Write to us at idreamofcameras at gfemale.com. <laughs> On we go. Okay. Are we ready? Here we go. Yes. Oh, wait. One more bonus item. Graham, late of Sunny 16, said he wants to hear us talk about the celebrity with film camera phenomenon, and he would also like to tell me that the accent work... Ah, wait, let me read it specifically what he said. He said, I'd really like to say that the accent work has significantly improved. Boy, would I like to say that maybe one day. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> All right. We now return to the lair of the cruel and unforgiving Marie Nikondo. Gabe, are you ready? Uh, I'm just hoping. I'm just, in that thought, I was just going, I'm so excited to see what music you pick for that. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> well, we go into the Marie Nikondo. It's got to be some dramatic, like, dum, 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 Yeah. We'll figure it I've out. Never really something. Okay, we'll figure it out. I've never really thought of a cue for Marie, but we'll mm. see if maybe there's one in the uh, Fred archives. Stay tuned, friends. All right. Uh, we left off with Nikonos. That means next up we're going to talk about Olympus, okay? I'm going to reel off a few lenses that I am thinking of divesting myself of. Are you ready? Yes. The first two are lenses for the Olympus Pen F, which is right there. I'm glancing, okay? yes, okay. Okay. There is a 25mm F2.8 and a 40mm F1.4. Jeff, what are you doing? The 40 is one of the faster lenses, and it's the normal lens. And you Jeff, love what are you 40. doing? The, the, you love it. And I know, but on the on the Pen F, on a half frame, that 40 becomes a 60. Hmm. Mm hmm It's really more like a 55 or a 60 on a standard 35. The thing about that 25 is, it's a little on the wide side. It comes through like a 35. But guys, I don't shoot with it. Should I hang on to these? Now... What I'm not getting rid of is my 60 millimeter 1.5. It's insanely rare and expensive. And when adapted to a micro four thirds camera, it's one of the best portrait lenses I have ever used. So I don't want to get rid of that. But the 40 and the 25 for the Pen F? Okay, so here's my, here, I, I have some questions, obviously. Yes, go for it. Okay. Would you ever sell this as a package? You mean the Pen FT and then a suite of lenses? Oof. Right. I mean... <laughs> hey, it's going to be painful. I, I didn't say this would be a walk in the park. Here's the only way I would do it. Okay. And this is deep in the weeds, but you asked. The camera that I really want is the Olympus Pen FV. Do you know what the FV no, is? No, I have no idea. It has all of the advancements of the FT, but no meter. Okay. So you get the brighter finder. Right. Okay? But you get the pen FT form factor and all the improvements that come with it. The FV is not insanely expensive. You can get one for $250. It is a little rarer, but people don't pay crazy money for it. So if I happen to see an FV out there, then I would sell the FT and these lenses as a package because I would still have a pen F body. How does that sound? complicated but I, I i get that no no no. i get it i actually get it okay yeah interesting but you're thinking unloading these on their own well i 
it it feels like um the package is really attractive yeah like it seems like a really cool thing and it feels like we might be in that situation once again where we try and sell something and people look at us like uh, just the lens well listen if somebody wants to make me an offer totally for my lovely out there. NFT. by the way this is a zv pin ft came from zv's shop oh well, very that's beautiful pretty great yeah still has the superior camera sticker and it's that's a very awesome. good machine two micro four-thirds lenses by olympus follow one is the nine millimeter f 8.0 fisheye body cap lens which is a cheap thing <laughs> the other is a zoom a 14 to 42 Zuiko that matches with my Olympus Pen Digital. Okay. I don't use either one of these. What do you think? Okay. When was the last time you used one of those lenses? Oh my God. Uh, at least a year ago. The thing is, if I'm going to shoot the Pen F Digital, mm-hmm. I'm either going to adapt some lens to it. Right. Or I am going to use the 20 millimeter panasonic lumix f 1.7 which is a truly amazing lens which is kind of what i use as a normal lens on that machine but these don't get used that 14 to 42 is a very sweet lens with a built-in lens cap it's really cool but i don't need either one of these and would it depress you to get rid of them no get rid not of them. in the slightest that's it that's my new thing that's like i don't a need to ask you 100 KDH questions thing. i need to know if you're okay. going to be depressed about it Perfect. okay next up this is going to shock you are you ready to be shocked? Maybe this is what I'll do. I'll do the same thing that I did last oh, time, boy. and I will simply bring this into frame. You know what I got here? Okay, now I'm really in shock. Wait, are you talking about with the whole kit and caboodle? All of them. The whole thing. Guys, I am talking about unloading all of my Pentax Auto 110 gear. Now, let me run down what this includes. I have the Pentax Auto 110 Super. I have the Pentax Auto 110 Marin. Named after Mark Marin, noted stand-up comedian, this is a version of the Auto 110 in Café Olay livery. It is brown and brown. It's quite beautiful and quite rare. And then along with this, the 18mm f2.8, the 18mm f2.8 pan focus, quite rare. The 20 to 40 zoom, very rare. The 24 2.8, the 52.8, the 72.8, quite rare. The flash and two, two belt clips. My entire rig. Okay. Am I crazy? So, well, let, let's talk about some. Everyone who's listening, please look this camera up. It's the coolest looking thing. You take it out, everyone goes, What in the world is going on? Yes. It's, um,. It's just... They're wonderful. Yeah, you could take They're them anywhere. Wonderful. They're tiny. It's a tiny thing They're wonderful. The lenses. The lenses are amazing. I actually have adapted these lenses to Micro Four Thirds, and they're really cool. Oh, wow. Really cool. They're fixed aperture, by the way. The way the camera controls exposure is with shutter speed. They're lovely pocket cameras. I'm just not shooting 110 these days. Right. And I feel like, you know, Lomo is still making 110, so the film is out there to be had. It's a great compact camera. That's This is not a point and shoot. This is a focusable camera, like a real SLR. I'm thinking about unloading all of it. Should I do it? That one, I say yes, because I think someone will love it. It seems like one of those cameras that you can take anywhere. It's It always gets noticed. There's no question. Yeah. You've taken it out, and I've seen people get excited about it. I think that's something you could take on a trip and not worry about. There's nothing bulky about it. 
No. Should I keep one of them? How many do you have? I have two bodies. I have the brown one, and then I have the Auto 110 Super, which is a better camera. It's got a number of features that the regular 110 doesn't keep have, one but of it's them. not rare like my... Keep one keep of them. One and, and one lens. It. Yep. One and one keep lens. Keep one and one it. lens. Yep. Yeah. That's a good idea. But you put those pictures up on uh, iDream of Cameras, yeah. and you will... Yes. It's so okay. cool looking. All right. Good advice. Next up. We're, we're going to get into some shock pretty soon, but not just yet. As you know, I'm talking about unloading the Pentax Electro Spotmatic mm-hmm. and the lens that it came with, a 55mm f1.8 Tacomar. Now, it's a beautiful lens, by the way, and the camera is gorgeous. It's a black Spotmatic. Gabe, yesterday, I took it out, and the meter worked perfectly. It's torturing you. It's torturing me. It's torturing you. Guys... I want you to assume that the meter on this camera does not work and that you should use either a handheld meter or Sunny 16 it. It is otherwise absolutely beautiful, and I guarantee you no one will have this around their neck. No one has an Electrospotmatic. They were only sold under that name in Japan. Should I get rid of it? It's the only M42 mount camera I've got. I'm going to say yes. I kind of feel like I should. I don't like know I if should. you love it that much. I think it's cool. Yeah, I have one other lens for it, which is that really exotic macro that I bought at the camera shop in Burbank. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to hang on to that because I can use that with an adapter on my Alba. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. All right. So there you go. That's a nice kit for a student, Mm -hmm. by the way. An Electrospot Manic and a really nice 55 1.8 super multi-coated Takamar. Right. Okay. Here comes the shock. I'm thinking of maybe getting rid of my Pentax 6x7 kit. (sighs) That is a shocker. Now, let me describe what I is need included. to know. Yes, describe the camera, and then let's talk about a little history with that, how, about using it, and on and on. It is absolutely immaculate because that's how I am. It comes with the TTL finder, the wooden grip, and I have two lenses: the forty-five millimeter f four and the one hundred five, which is considered one of the finest lenses ever made. What do you think, man? First of all, yes, it's a quick that camera sells. Okay, you bet that yep. six by seven is going to sell. Okay, what this is what I want to know. What is the hesitation to take it out? Is it the size of it, or do you not feel like you shoot enough with it? I mean, obviously the uh, X Pan handles all those needs of. This is a lot of what I'm finding. Okay, now remember, I'm probably going to hang on to my Roloflex 3.5e. Right. So I do have a medium format camera. Uh, There's another medium format coming up that I'm talking about divesting myself of, but it's not like medium format will be unrepresented in my collection. But I just don't, I don't know. I don't shoot with it. I don't shoot with it, and I feel that Tessa wants this camera. Like, somewhere out there is someone, as you said, it's something that's going to sell very quickly, particularly because mine's in beautiful shape. Mm -hmm. I feel like somebody wants this, and I'm not using it. And I feel bad about that because I've had it for a few years, and I've only shot with it a handful of times. And yes, the X-Pan, I know it's not, strictly speaking, a medium format camera, but for landscapes... It is the camera that I'm going for. And both of those lenses, the 90 and the 45 for the X-Pan, are basically medium format lenses. Right. What do you think? 
Well, I yeah, I have to take myself out of it because I would never. I know sell it's one mine, of your favorite so cameras. I never sell yours. Yeah, a, no. it's a tough. one. I mean, I got you one for your I birthday. I know it's absolutely birthday last beautiful. Year. Yeah, and so I know how important this camera is to you. I would say that that is one of those cameras. If you're not finding yourself using it, you're not finding that you're enjoying it or taking it out. That is one to put in the world because yeah. I know people really, really, really love that camera. Yeah, and it's a great outfit like selling this with those two lenses that 45 is amazing that yeah. 105 is a classic can you I mean, tell me just one more beat about the 45 because that's a lens i've never used well it's on the wide side and actually when i was doing my experiments with shooting the pentax 6x7 as an x-pan mm -hmm. substitute right well the x-pan is a 45 so if you mask the frame top and bottom you are basically getting the same image you would get if you shot with an X-Pan, basically, right? If you put 35 millimeter film in there, wow. it's just about 24 by 65 millimeters. It's pretty close. It's on the wide side, no distortion, okay? So it's a beautiful lens for landscape work, you know? For any situation where you would reach for, you know, a 25 or 35 millimeter lens for a 35 millimeter, right. that's what the 45 would give you on the 6.7. That's impressive. Okay. All um, right. Well, I that think may be that's. On the uh, I would put that on the chopping block. Okay. Petri color thirty-five in black. <sighs> Why am I doing this? Because I have a Rolly thirty-five, and they're basically they're quite similar cameras. A lot of people think the Petri is superior because its ergonomics are so much better. Mine, once again, is in black, which is rarer, yep. and it's immaculate. It works amazingly well. When I reach for a camera of this size, a scale focus camera, 35 millimeter camera with a 40 millimeter lens, I'm reaching for the Rolly 35. Because the lens is nicer. Yep. What do you think? I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. This, okay. this, I have no emotional attachment at all. I think okay. it's a cool camera though. I think it looks great and I think someone would love it out in the world. Okay. I'm gonna roll off four Polaroids real fast. <laughs> I'm keeping my 195. Yay. Okay. Obviously, I'm keeping my SX-70 and my 690, right. okay? Automatic 250 with the close-up and the portrait kits. Big Swinger 3000. Polaroid iZone, and I have a few packs of film for that. And the Polaroid Snap, which is technically a digital camera. I think I can let all four of those go. Yep, no argument here. No argument there. Nope. The 195 suits my pack film needs. Yep. Okay. Here's one that I'm really wrestling with. But again, it's a beautiful camera I don't shoot with. The Rectiflex. Hmm. This is an Italian SLR. Right. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it was the first SLR with eye-level viewfinder. Okay? It has a beautiful logo. It is gorgeous to look at. It takes very nice pictures. The lens is a 50-millimeter F2 Schneider Kreuznach Xenon. Right. I don't shoot with it. Okay, so when you shot with it, I need to talk about this because I yes, that's one of those cameras I've always loved the look of. I mean, I think I know, it's, it's gorgeous. The I'm really waffling incredible. for that reason. Beautiful, beautiful '30s logo. Yep, absolutely. I'm really I'm wrestling with it for that reason, and because you know I love cameras that were not made in the U.S., Germany, Japan. I like them from offbeat places, and an Italian SLR is incredibly appealing. And to how me. is how are the pictures? I just don't know. They're about. lovely, and you're, they're and lovely. You're I mean, using what lens on it? 
It's the it's a 50 millimeter f2. Okay, it's uncoated. So when you shoot with this thing, it really looks vintage. And you could make a case that this is worth hanging on to for that reason. Right. Because I don't have any other cameras of this vintage, certainly not an SLR, with an ancient, like, uncoated lens on it for that kind of quality. So I don't know. I'm, I'm wrestling with this. What do you think? I just think they're beautiful, so I don't know how to... Mm. I don't know if it would fetch a ton of money. I don't know. You know, I bought it at KEH and I paid a good price for it. But uh, I might keep that one. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm going to weigh that. Okay, next one. Robot Royal 24. And it's accompanying Schneider Kreuschnack Zenar 45 millimeter. You know what this one is. Yep. Clockwork drive, square, 35 millimeter camera. I got this from Casual Photophile. It is the very camera that is in their review. It is gorgeous, solid, like a quality machinery. I'm not shooting with it. Okay, I, I'm sorry to keep saying this over and over again, but tell yes. me again about the lens because that's another beautiful, beautiful. It's a camera. very good lens. It's a very good lens. Schneider, right? But Schneider, yeah. Yeah. The primary reason to hang on to this is because of its clockwork drive, because you can shoot like you can get. I've made quick time movie sequences out of consecutive frames with this camera it has it has motor drive that's fun and the square frame it's one of very very few 35 millimeter square frame cameras Hmm? (laughs) i really like that camera i i would keep that camera i can't get rid of that camera it's not mine but you know what i mean okay all right and then finally to round this out we have three voigtlanders oh boy one of these is gonna be really tough the first one is the perkeo Listen, I had a lot of fun with the Perkeo. It's a very nice camera. I paid very little for it. I'm really enjoying it, but I don't shoot with it all that much. It's a medium format camera. Eh? No. I don't know. No. I say no. What? That's the quickest no I'm going to say. What do you say? Don't Don't get rid of it? Get rid of it. Don't need it. Don't need it. Don't need it. No. Here's a tough one. We're going to go tough, tougher, toughest. Okay, you said don't need the Perkeo. You're right. The Vitessa L. You know that camera. It's incredibly yeah. cool with the plunger for the advance. Yes, I have a great example of a broken one. Yeah, I uh, yeah that I got. Mine now is version one. It's got a built-in meter. It's got a gorgeous lens. A lot of people think this is a match for the Leica M3 in terms of quality. Wow, great. not interchangeable lens, but it's also it's a folder. So pretty cool. What do you think? I think that one you keep. The L, really? I, you keep the L. First of all, okay. on the used market, it's not a huge seller. No, it's not. But it's, it's not. The, You're it's, right. I think it's the cool factor. And it'll okay. look great. Yep, I like it. And, and the last one, and this is, uh, I don't know about this. Okay. Voigtlander Vito 2A. Hmm. Now, let me tell you the pros and cons of this. I'll start with the, the cons. I, this is a camera I hardly ever shoot with. Yeah. Okay. It looks very nice on the shelf. It's in very nice condition. Now, here are the pros. Lovely, lovely lens. It works. It's a folder. Very compact. Will fit in your jeans pocket. Here is the primary argument against getting rid of it. Yes. Here it I've comes. I've had it since I was 12. Oh, you can't get rid of it. <sighs> can't get rid of it. I was going to say toss it, but no, you can't get rid of it. Uh, no. Really? 
No, and you it's like, come on, it's just sentimental and it's worth I it. I have I know. What I are you going to sell it for 70 bucks and Well, it would go for nothing. Yeah, it would go for that. nothing. All right. That's the list. That's a good list. That's a lot of stuff we talked about. Yeah. And you know what? We're going to have to save further discussion of how to unload for part 3. Yes. Uh, are you going to open a camera store? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guys, you have heard the inventory. You've now heard the complete inventory. It will be posted in the show notes for last episode and this episode. Yeah. One of these items has gone. If you heard something that you're interested in, an outfit, if you want to talk, message me on Instagram and we'll talk. Or you can email me through our idreamofcameras at gmail.com. That's the list. Next episode, we will talk about how do you unload stuff. Yes, very important. I'm wrung out from the emotions. <laughs> well, you're also wrung out because it's year three. It's year three. The, yeah. Guys, this is the start of year yeah. three yeah. of I Dream of Cameras. Yeah. By the way, while we're whoring ourselves out, okay, <laughs> do you know that uh, Sunny 16 has revived the Sunny Awards? What? The Sunnies are back, and one of the categories is favorite podcast <gasps> on the Sunny 16 Presents channel. Oh, my goodness. And we are eligible now. How do we do it? Vote. Oh, my goodness. Listen to that episode. There is a link to a Google Doc where you can vote. Guys, if we don't win this, I'm going to be embarrassed. We got to win. <laughs> we have to win. Please. We have no I awards. Told, I want an award like I am, that. Yes. I am told that if we win the Sunny Award, for best podcast on the Sunny 16 Presents channel, which admittedly we are no longer a part of, but we were till October. This is true. Okay. I've been told that if we win, a shirtless Graham Jago will show up at our door with a trophy. Oh, that's happening. We got to do it. Please, everyone, please vote for us however you do it. Do you know how yet? I'm telling you, there's a Google Doc. Oh, there's I'm a excited. Link. Okay, good. You go to the episode. It's in the main Sunny 16 feed and vote for us. We really want to win things. I love okay? it. Okay? All right? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Anything else? We, as This is a cliffhanger because we're going into another episode. This has been a three-parter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess next week is Beneath the Planet of Marie Nikondo. Yes, I guess that's is. the next Beneath. one. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That will be a long episode. Golly. Who do we have to thank? We have so many people to thank, but let's start with... Keith Greenstein, thank yes. you so much. Thank you so much. You've given us a look. People get our stickers and they go, oh my gosh, you guys have a whole logo and a whole thing. And it's all because yeah. of you. So we thank you very much. That's right. And our uh, email correspondent from Australia bought a t-shirt with one of Keith's designs. Oh, I love that. It's the holiday season, gang. Go to the merch page at idreamofcameras.com and buy your family and friends some of our swag. <laughs> and... The newly robbed Fred Corey. <laughs> I'm sorry, Fred. I'm we so love sorry. Fred we so love you much. so much. And we and love him so much. We're gonna get your camera. We're, we're gonna figure this out. It's gonna be a Christmas miracle. Yes. As his music is a miracle for us every episode. Yes, How about it that? is. That was so a really thank good you, segue. thank you so much, and it's very exciting. Yes. Uh, it is the holiday season, folks. So yeah, do some shopping on our webpage, which, as I said, I dream of cameras for all your I dream of cameras needs. Yes. As for our Instagram, we are I dream of cameras on Instagram. Gabe is Gabe Sachs. 
I am S. Jeff Greenstein because Jeff Greenstein is a tax fraud felon. Yes. <laughs> what else do we have to say? Gabe, <laughs> walk us out of here. Okay, this is what I'm saying, people. We are going to start. I know we keep saying this, but this is going to happen. We're making a plan this week. We are going to give out assignments next episode. Yes. Of things we would love to see. And some photographic assignments you will get out there in the world. Take some pictures, post them, and we will talk about them and share them with each other. I love it. Fantastic. I love it. So next episode, assignments. And once again, Beneath the Planet of Marina Kondo. Exactly. All right, you guys, see you next episode. 47 coming at you soon. <laughs>